Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the MatchNet podcast. This is your special podcast, a little corner of the universe that is just for you single folks who are really trying to create smashing marriages and smashing blessings in your future and also figure out this matching process thing and actually how to find someone. We don't want to just give you dating guru advice about how to find someone, but we really actually want to take your hand and give you the practical steps about how to do it. And that's why today we have with us Miss Tomomi Fukuda and Christian. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Hi. Okay. Okay. Very good. And we're especially glad to have Tomomi here. And I'm going to ask you, put you in the hot seat first. Um, I think this is a question that everybody has at some point, which is how do you know if you have found the right person? It's actually the trillion dollar question. And if we can answer this for people, then then, I mean, this is, this is gold right here, but we don't want to just give you the typical answer that typically people give, which is, oh, you never know. You just have to kind of guess and make a leap of faith and take a little risk, you know, but we actually want to give you some more practical guidelines as much as we can. You know, our job, we're just trying to help you guys however we can. We're just trying to be helpful. So if this podcast is helpful, that's really what we're trying to do. So we're going to give you a little bit of perspectives, maybe some things to consider, but actually get a little deeper than just, you know, oh, you know, have some faith or what, something like that. So Tomomi, um, just on a broad stroke of this, why is this a topic that is kind of difficult to figure out and how to address for you as a single person? First of all, Benji, thank you for having me this podcast um, because this question is like very... Um, curious for me um, because like we have uh, so many uh, people around like around, the, around us but how I can how I can see the people a uh, person um, that God's preparing me for me for the my matching mm-hmm. for the future blessing we have uh, many different unique people, God, brothers and sisters, but somehow God's prepared for me only one person mm. to be able to uh, grow um, and uh, create a family. So uh, I have a the I have a person. I am the one right now for the for preparing my future marriage, future blessing. And um, I hear the many couple of testimonies around me, those who blessed, but I couldn't hear, I couldn't get clear answer. And still I'm seeking for uh, the person who got really prepared. Mm-hmm. So um, the reason why for me, this question is really important because I wanna get more deep answer through that this conversation got it okay so you you believe that there is kind of a, a, a certain path that that god is nudging you maybe hoping for you to go in this direction to find your your matching partner your blessing partner and maybe would you say that there's a little bit of uncertainty or maybe fear that you have of mm-hmm. making the wrong choice or not knowing which direction to go <laughs> or who to talk to and what kind of conversation to have yeah, she's nodding, yeah. but yeah, okay, got it. Because <laughs> we're on a podcast, remember. Um, so yeah, got it. That's very helpful. I think that's a, absolutely a position that everyone's been in. I have been in myself <laughs> uh, before I was blessed. 
Uh, Christian, I think from your perspective, as someone who's been a matching supporter for many years and also helping people go to the blessing, what's your take on this? How do you know? Well, Benji, thank you for the question. And thank you, Tomomi, for answering that. Uh, one thing I think I'm going to surprise Tomomi here. I'm going to say that because Tomomi said that God is God has prepared one person for her. And I will say <clears throat> that is a misconception that we have. Mm. We think there is only one person for me. No, there is not only one ideal spouse for me. There are several ideal spouses. This is my understanding based on you know, two parents' word. I may be wrong, but this, this mm. is what I get. Like it, it depends on where I am. You know, it depends on where I am. It depends on what I'm doing. It depends on what is going on, circumstances and this and that. And my answer really to, if I can go back to the question, how do I know that I found the one? It is first, it is very difficult to just pinpoint one thing. You know? But one key thing I will say is, first, I need to know what I am looking for as a candidate. What is it that I'm looking for? Now, we know that we're going to the blessing. And one thing that can help me understand what I'm looking for is, what is the blessing to me? Okay, what is the blessing to me? Why do, you, why do I want to receive the blessing? If I can answer those questions, it's gonna give me an idea of what I'm looking for. Because some, we may just think, okay, I'm just looking for a man to be my, my husband, if, if, uh, if I'm a woman, or I'm looking for a woman to be my wife, if I am a man. Is that really what, and that by itself will not allow me to understand who is the one because that is still vague. So oh, I'm, not, I'm just looking for someone I can have babies with. Still, that will not really allow me to find out that I, I, that I found the one. You know, so what am I looking for will guide me to really distinguishing who the one is. And the one may be not necessarily one individual person. So again, each one of us has several possibilities for ideal spouses. Got I can it. speak about that later. Yeah, I can speak on that too a little bit, Christian. Uh, but something that you alluded to, and I want to kind of uh, veer off a little bit into, is you mentioned that the idea of really creating a vision for what kind of person you want, and that's a helpful starting point. So I think when people hear that, it's a little bit, it can go different ways. You could be like, yes, I want to find someone that has the same beliefs in me and the blessing and all the things that you mentioned, but it also can go to, well, I really want to have someone that uh, is a is a half half Korean half black yoga instructor um, uh, person that likes right rock climbing, which is actually a, a real person that someone is looking for. <laughs> I'm trying. To, I'm trying, sorry. That's that's all good. That's all good. There is nothing wrong with that. I I can't keep a straight face. Anyways, if if there are any people out there like that, please let me know. There's nothing wrong I'm, with that. I'm trying to help someone. Wow. Anyways, you get my point. To what, ex to what point is it too much like too much of I want this specific thing versus being a little bit open to possibilities, Christian? Yeah, and again, we need to be realistic, okay? So, and when I say, what am I looking for? I'm not you know, uh, speaking about horizontally, basically. Of, of, of course, we want good-looking spouse and this and that, all that, yes, I get that. But what I'm looking for, like in terms of the blessing, 
I want someone who can help me fulfill the ideal of the blessing. Because I'm going to the blessing because I want to become the ideal, the ideal person that God wants me to be. You know, I have to fulfill the purpose of my existence. Through the blessing, I can do that. And that's what I want to do. If it is a yoga instructor who is half Korean, half black, half yellow, if you no know, or white, if that's all that possible, one third white, one third black, one third yellow, hey, if that person will allow me to walk the path of restoration where I can reach the ideal or get closer to the ideal, you know, to the ideal, then I'm okay with that. You know, so it is not necessarily about how tall the person is supposed to be, the color of the eyes and stuff like that. It is not necessarily about that. I'm looking for internal qualities that will complement my internal qualities or internal qualities that I can complement to help that person go to perfection and also that person can help me go to perfection. You know, so, and for that by itself, it doesn't mean that I'm just looking for someone that I can get along with, you know, not necessarily. No, and mm. I can, I'm gonna throw you a curveball here. <clears throat> so I'm gonna say that when you find someone that you can't stand, don't run away. He may be the one, she may be the one. Right? You find mm. someone that you can't you can stand this person. Usually the, the tendency is something like that, I'll go away. I don't want to deal with, you know, with this person, no. But what I'm saying is that person might be the one. Again, if you know what you're looking for, the person that you cannot stand may become the person that you cannot stand your life without. Mm -hmm. You know, so it is not only because it is someone that you get along with that that person is really the one, may not be. Again, like I said, each one of us has several ideal spouses. I you know spouse A may lead me to point three, but spouse B may lead me to point five. Spouse, and all of them, they have different challenges. So again, what am I looking for? Will determine really, if I understand what I'm looking for, yeah. it's gonna make it easier for me to find the one. Great, Tomomi, I see you taking notes. Anything that Christian said is resonating with you right now that you've learned? Well, I, love, I like Christian say, especially internal, internal qualities. Um, more, I, yeah, we should focusing on more internal qualities too. Um, uh, I, like, um, I like the idea Christian says, especially, um, internal qualities how complement each other to grow mm. because um you know like when i see like similar characteristic i can easy to talk or i can understand more easily but the, the people who completely different perspective or different internal um characteristic yeah it somehow challenging how to deal with but for the sake of growth internal growth i think um it's a really good point of view uh, to seek for pressing yeah. yeah 
It is. It absolutely is. And we just did a podcast about preferences. The last podcast, you can check that one out, which is what is the difference between an internal preference and an external preference? And, and is it okay to have preferences? Right. So be sure to check that one out. It's kind of along the same similar vein. So this whole topic to me is I'm realizing there's two levels of it. Uh, the first level kind of base level is that we're talking about right now is how do you know that you found the one? which is a very different conversation than how do you know you found a good match? Does that make sense? Because the underlying premise of how do you know if you found the one is that is the underlying belief that there is somebody prepared, a man or woman that is prepared by God, by spirit world, by the universe, the prince or princess charming. And I think that like Christian is alluding to that, that is actually a false uh, ideology that we've kind of adopted or kind of are in, in some ways hopeful that there is this one person that God is nudging me towards. And if I don't take the right steps in that direction, I'm failing. I'm not mm. finding the one, you know, quote unquote, the one. And that's a, a, a typical kind of response to that. But I really want to settle this right here and right now is that there is no predestined man or woman that God is preparing for you, period. There is not. And the reason, there are many reasons. Number one is that if that were true, then that would completely undermine a, a, a human responsibility, your portion of responsibility to make a choice. Number two, uh, true, true Father has on many occasions during matching ceremonies, right? If the idea is that, you know, True Father is uh, matching people based on, on who's, who God is trying to, you know, match them to, that's the whole idea, then Many times he, he did ask uh, candidates to stand up during matching ceremonies and give them a choice. Would you like, you know, option one or option two or A or B and let them choose. So that also indicates that there is not one predestined person, but that we do have personal responsibility. But like Christian said, there is maybe uh, a, a good partner that maybe God is nudging us towards, but there's also another good opportunity as well. It's not like if you make the wrong choice that God is going to be disappointed and, and your whole life is going to be a mistake or anything like that at all. And the third, third reason that I firmly believe this is because in my own experience, I grew up my whole life believing, firmly believing that there was one person that was prepared for me. And I was, I was doing all the, the right things and trying to take all the right steps to find that person. I believed it my whole life until I was hit with a situation where I was in Korea at the matching ceremony with two parents, ready for God, for true father and God to give me my anointed spouse and, and the person that God has prepared me my whole life. And then fathers say, you should choose your own spouse because you're putting all the responsibility on me and true parents and God. That's what he said. And he was scolding us and blaming us. And he was saying, you put all the responsibility on God. You don't take any responsibility for yourself. You should choose your own spouse. And we're all like, oh, that's very funny. True father. And he's like, no, I'm serious. You do it. And he stood us up and he made us choose our own spouse within like five minutes. And I was like, holy crap, holy crap. I was, everyone's going insane. I can't do this. I can't do this. There's no way I can do this. The entire reason I came to this ceremony in the first place is because I can't believe in myself and I can't do it. That's the whole reason I'm here. It's because I can't let God work for me because I'm too self-centered. I'm to make the wrong choice. I would make the wrong choice. I would not know who the one is. But then your father said, if you choose someone with the, the pure heart and pure mind, then God will support your decision. Wow. He said that. I got it. That made sense to me. I understood what his point was that I was putting all the responsibility on someone else, some external third-party entity. And I was unwilling to take responsibility and ownership of my own life. And realizing that, that I was like, okay, I can do this. I am here. I have a pure motivation. I am sexually pure. I don't have a porn or a masturbation habit anymore. Kick that. 
I want to do what is best for, for God and for the world and for my future children. I have pure of heart. I believe that if I make a decision and I take ownership of that and every day of our life together, I remember that this is my decision, then God will support me in that. And I 120% believe that I had not made the wrong choice. Maybe there would have been a different spouse there that we would have made another, an, another incredible family in life together. Maybe, possibly, definitely, yes. But the, the, qual the fundamental quality that keeps my wife and I together is, number one, we are both able to take responsibility and ownership for our relationship and for our marriage and for our family, no matter what, no matter through all the ups and downs and difficulties we go to. And number two, we have a similar belief system. And this is really where, personally, I feel like if you can find somebody, this is going into territory of what is a good match, right? What is a good candidate? Not, not like, who, how do you know you found the one? But really, how do you know you found a good match? If you find someone that shares your belief system, your value, and this is across the board, if you go to any, ask any dating guru or marriage uh, coach or anything like that, they, they say, yeah, find somebody that has the, a general framework of belief system, but also be open to maybe learning some new things or changing your beliefs or kind of adopting your, your spouse's, your partner's belief systems a little bit and being a little flexible, right? And not doing, being too closed-minded. So that's, that's, that's an important thing. And we're going more into this territory of what is a good match. And that's really where I want to take this podcast and ask you guys. And I want to settle this once and for all. There is no predestined human being that God is trying to get you towards. And God will not, and, but it not, doesn't mean that God is trying to give you opportunities. God is an opportunist. God is history's greatest opportunist. God uses whatever God can in whatever God's situation God has. This is God's story, is that human beings make mistakes. We take the wrong turns all the time. God doesn't say, oh, you've, you know, we, we've screwed up history. No, God gives us new opportunities to make the, the right choice to go in the right direction all the time. So whatever mistakes we've made, we've all made mistakes. We've all taken wrong turns in our lives, for sure. You know, if you think your whole life is perfect, then I'm sorry <laughs> to break the news for you, to you. We've all made the mistakes, but God does not blame us or accuse us or judge us or or, or love us any less, but God gives us another opportunity to grow and to make, make a good decision, a healthy, a pure decision. So to answer that question, um, let's go into this more. How do you know that you found a good match, which is an infinitely more important question than how do you know you found the right person, right? Because that is definitely, I would say, is as Disney propaganda... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you want to call it. That's why I like calling it Disney propaganda that there's, there's some, you know, prepared person that's going to put your glass slipper on. I was thinking about that the other day. We we're watching Cinderella with my kids and I was like, glass slipper, that sounds pretty dangerous. <laughs> like, I wouldn't want to wear a glass slipper. That sounds terrible. Anyways, uh, Christian and or Tomomi, what, this is a different question is how do you know you found a good partner, a good match? So since Tomomi is still looking for a spouse, I'm going to let her answer this one. Well, it's, it's kind of related with um, the another question last time we did, the preference. Mm -hmm. um, at the time also, I mentioned that <clears throat> we should more focusing on like internal aspects. Also, how much we, we see the value about the blessing, the importance of blessing, how we can commit to this blessing. Um, yeah, I would say 
of course, still we have a personal preference, external preference, but more internal aspect also focusing on the growth. Again, uh, growth to be a person, to be a uh, husband, wife, to be a parents, how we can be, how we continue to grow, then um, I think it's better to focus this point more. Mm-hmm. Focus more on the idea of growth. Yeah. yeah. I see. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, fundamentally what makes a successful marriage is, is individuals, two individuals with the ability to grow with the ability to adapt, with the ability to take any of life's situations, with which there will be many, you know, um, across the board, every, every relationship goes through ups and downs uh, all the time. And if you're not able to grow through those relationships, but instead you blame and accuse the other and say, or accuse God or my parents or whatever politics or whatever of, of my suffering, then you're, you're a failing relationship because you're unable to, to grow from, from those situations and you're unable to grow as a, as a couple. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's a, a very good starting point is just the willingness to be able to grow, yeah. Yeah, thank you, Tomomi. Growth is very important. And <clears throat> one element that can allow us to grow is also like we can tell that we find a perfect match or a good match is how we fit, you know? How if it's not necessarily that um, he likes what I like, uh, his preferences are similar to mine, not necessarily that. No, <clears throat> how we fit is how we can help each other become a better person. No, because like I like it when it is cool, I like like cold, you know, temperature. My wife likes it when it is warm or hot. Mm. So we are really like one side here, the other side over there, you know. Uh, But we managed to to work together. We we managed to make it work, you know. And that's what I'm talking about, you know, how you complement each other, you know. And that's how you know that you find uh, the right match for you, you know. And also, you can make that match become the one, you know, when the two of you can mm. become one, work together to become one, then mm. you can say, this person is the one mm. for me, you know? So uh, yeah, that's what I can say for now. Love that. That's awesome. I'm going to write that on a shirt and then print that <clears throat> and send and it. And then to I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to charge you for royalty. <laughs> All right, you can charge me royalty for one T-shirt that I'll send to Tomomi. Okay. All right. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so yeah, this question. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give my take on it, and then we can close up. So I mentioned before, how do you know you ha- you found a good match? Is is fundamentally you have similar vision and values, similar vision, values, beliefs, faith, that sort of thing. Um, and how do you know that? You talk about that. That's why we have a matching process. That's why we've developed these uh, list of 40 questions to ask your partner during this matching partner, during this matching process is, is you figure out what they believe in. Where do your values lie? What is really important to you? What gets you excited? What is something that you want to take to teach your children? What's something that you want to take with you to the grave? Who do you want to serve in your life? 
I think that's such a valuable question, you know, especially when you're thinking about like, what do you want to do with your life career wise, or as a family, when you get blessed, how do you want to, what do you want to do? I don't think asking the questions like, you know, what makes a lot of money or what makes the most impact is the most important, but who do you want to serve is a much better question. And once you figure out that question, you can, you can create an entire life or career around that. Uh, anyways, that's, it's a bit of an off topic, but I think that's a really important question is who do we, who do we want to serve? What, what, what kind of person do, do we really feel called uh, to, to serve in our lives, whether it's uh, people in another country or a certain culture or people who are handicapped or people who are experiencing certain difficulties that maybe you've been through yourself or anything. It could be really anything at all. Um, but anyways, stuff like that. I also mentioned the having a pure mind and heart is really important. If you're pure of mind and heart, which means your motivation is clear, your motivation is pure, then that is a really good sign that you and your, your partner are, 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 are very mature, uh, very mature. They're, they have the mature maturity being the ability to put others before yourself or being able to postpone your own gratif gratification for someone else or something bigger than yourself. <clears throat> and the last thing I want to mention about how do you know you found a good match is I read a book uh, called Real Love in Dating. So Real Love is by Greg Bear. I'm sure some of you are familiar with it. There's, there's one part in the Real Love in Dating book that I thought, I thought was very profound and really agreed with a lot of my own experience helping uh, people get matched and blessed. And he said that the, the only real quality that is required for two people to make a good relationship is the ability of both people to be able to receive love and to give love. That's it. And if you're not familiar with the concept of real love, you can you can check out those books, uh, the real love book. But basically, it's that all all human suffering uh, or, or unpleasant or unwanted behavior is rooted in the inability to feel loved. And and also that's why we're unable to give love. And we are unable to give love when we're not feeling love ourselves. And this is across the board for parents, for spouses, for anyone, any relationship you're in, you cannot love something unless you feel you're receiving love simultaneously from something or someone. So, so the, the point of this is that if you find someone that is also experiencing love, unconditional love and love, being able to receive love and give love, if that kind of environment is there for them, then you can make a really good match because you both have this ability to be unconditionally loving because you're both in a position in an environment where you're able to receive love constantly. So you can figure out what that means for you. A lot of people, that's God. A lot of people, that's their parents. A lot of people, that's their community, their environment. Um, but really look into that. Um, so personally, I think as long as they are have the right uh, sexual organ and they are a loving person, I think you can make a great blessing. I really do. I honestly think that. Um, I don't think it has to be as complicated as they have to, all the stars have to be lined up and the, what are the astrology and the, the Leo and the Gemini and the Scorpio. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Benji, what Benji, just curious. How do you know that they have the right sexual organ? <laughs> Never mind. Be quiet, Christian. Oh so, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that was my mind when I went to the matching. When you go to your father's matching, it's like, as long as they have the right sexual organ, I don't care. You know, I don't care what they look like. It's the right. And, and uh, so, so if they, if they are the right gender <laughs> and they um, are basically able to experience love and give love in their lives, then you can make a great match. I'll also mention a few things that are just like Benji's anecdotal beliefs about what is a good match. These are not laws. 
they're not something you should you should really follow with you know to a T. But I'll just say them because I think they're kind of helpful for some people. If they are helpful for some for some people in your situation, then you should consider it. Okay. Number one, really look at how does somebody treat their family. How does somebody uh, act at home with their parents, with their siblings? This is a really good indicator as to the quality of someone, uh, especially mm. in a relationship. If they are someone who kind of is really loving towards their parents and genuinely, you know, behind closed doors when you're not around, when you're not looking, is in good communication with their, with their family, treats them with respect, with love and kindness and is good communication, they're, they're a good person. Uh, I would, I would, I would match my kids to someone like that, honestly. Number two, this is another ben, Benji's anecdotal <laughs> good matching points is if you can find someone that you feel comfortable to be yourself with, that is another good indication that it's a good match. That doesn't mean that you have to like Christian said, it doesn't mean you have to like each other all the time. That's not what that means. It means that are you able to be yourself around each other? Are you able to be comfortable being yourself? And that, of course, is something that people struggle with. Uh, some people struggle with, like, like myself. Honestly, it's hard for me to be myself with some types of people. But I have to practice always remembering that, you know, I'm, I'm who I am. I don't have to pretend to be someone. And I'm really glad that from the beginning of my wife and I's relationship, we were able to just be ourselves and be honest. My wife is a very, very honest, very upfront, uh, never, she never pretends, she never, you know, tries to hide her emotions. She's really upfront. And I really appreciate that because it really helps me uh, and helps our relationship a lot. So number two is find someone that you can be yourself with. And if you can't be yourself with, it doesn't mean it's a wrong match. It just means maybe there's something that you guys can work on. And number three, Benji's anecdotal <laughs> matching tips. <laughs> Domomi's taking notes like crazy. <laughs> These are not laws, guys. This is just my my experience in helping people. Number three. But sorry, go ahead. But actually, it really helps. You okay. say already two, yeah. Yeah, two points. Yeah. I guess I guess you can say if I was looking for a match for my kids, these are the ones things I would look for. Okay. Number one, how do they treat their family? How does your how do you treat your parents? Number two is are you are you able to be yourself, to be comfortable being who you are, right? In other words, do you feel loved as God's, as a unique person of God? You know, if, if someone's like always trying to pretend to be other people, that means like they're not comfortable being themselves. They don't feel like they're, you know, uniquely uh, themselves. Number three, does this person like children? Okay. <laughs> and that one's a little weird, but I think this is really cool because if you find somebody that genuinely likes children, it usually means that they uh, have a certain quality of foresight thinking about the future, and also a kind of um, like, a, like a human behavior that's really innate to every single person is a desire to, to be with children, like children, and think they're cute, right? That's not to say if you don't like children, you're, you're a terrible person. Not at all. Some people don't like children that are really good. But I'm, 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 I'm willing to bet that those people that say, like, oh, I, don't, I don't like kids or kids don't like me, I'm willing to bet that they just haven't spent enough time with kids, you know? So maybe that's something that to look at. Uh, again, this is just like Benji when I'm matching my kids and going through this process. That's the kind of thing that I'm going to look for. It's like, if I find a guy that's like, like really likes children, I'm like, and is good with kids. Like, yeah, that's, I would say that's a good match or a woman or for my son, you know? So anyways, you guys have anything else to add? Here? My list of weird anecdotes. I want to hear from Christian. Yeah, so I, I second Benji's list. Uh, 
And really the key is we need to look further than just the now, uh, because uh, relationships, we want a relationship that can go the distance. Uh, because especially with the blessing, the blessing is eternal. You know, uh, once we bind it here on earth, you know, we want to make sure that it goes all the way. You know? uh, so we want someone that we can grow old with. You know, that's another thing that I can add to Benji's list. Mm. You know? <clears throat> and again, someone that I can grow old with doesn't mean that the person has to be, you know, that everything has to be external because the external fades, the external gets old, the external changes. You know, the person may have a nice hairline. In 20 years, that hairline is gone. Mm. You know, so if that's what I fell in love with, then in 20 years, I'm like, ah, I want another person with this similar hairline, you know? So what goes the distance is a character, uh, internal qualities. Those are the things that go the distance. And uh, all everything that Benji spoke about, you know, how do they love their parents? How do they relate to their parents? Do they like kids? Uh, can I feel myself being around this person? Those are internal qualities that if they, they match uh, or if they reflect like our internal qualities, for instance, <clears throat> then we can feel more comfortable. You know, so we want qualities that last, not qualities that, you know, change today no. or tomorrow no. so i want is if i am single if i were single i would want a spouse who would like <clears throat> when i was first like at the time of our matching i i felt like okay i will not be blessed you know this is not my time you know uh, because they were saying that there were there were too many older sisters and uh, not enough brothers i feel like hey, i'm out you know uh but I was saying to myself, if God is going to give me somebody, one of, one of the things I was praying for was someone whom I can help to go to perfection, someone who can help me go to perfection, you know? So those are things that I'm, I'm, I was not concerned about external beauty, you know? Um, of course, we want someone who's good looking, but no, that that was not what I was really looking for because the blessing is something more than just a, a man and woman coming together, mm. and we know that. So try to look for something that is more eternal. And again, like I said, someone that you can become one with, you know, someone that you come together and you can become one with. That will be the one for you. Mm. That's my last comment. There you go. Thank you, Christian. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah, there's there is definitely quite there there are some 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 occasions where uh we're talking with um individuals who just say no a lot, like say no to every opportunity. And we talked about this before, uh like <clears throat> matching uh potential matching candidates or people approach their family and just say no, no, no all the time. And one one guy in particular. Uh, has so many had so many opportunities, really great opportunities, really great matching processes. And if I were if I were to look them, at them as a matching supporter or as a parent, I would say like, yeah, like that's a good person, and you should really consider it. But there was always something that blocked him 
from saying yes. And it was always something that, like Christian was saying, was more of an external preference or an ex external quality. And the result is that if you keep doing that, and if you put those, those preferences too high on your priority list, the result is that there's never anybody that matches all of your preferences. And in this brother's case, there's always every sister has a different aspect of their, of his ideal spouse. Like one of, one of the sisters is, is, you know, physically attractive. Another, another one is well-educated. Another one is funny, you know, and it's like, he's like, I just can't, can't find someone. That's all of my things, you know, like, well, you know, cause you have a really high expectation, <laughs> um, a, a really a rather superficial expectation for what you're looking for. And if you're unable to just look at all of these, uh, your these brothers and sisters matching candidates as your family, as unique God, uh, godly people, then you're just going to be looking at the um, the external stuff because that's the default of our culture right now. That is the default mindset right now is that we look for who is the most educated, qualified, handsome, beautiful. That's the default. All right, it's not. It's not evil or wrong. That's just if you don't have the intention to have a mindset change and look a little broader, then that's the default, right? Go ahead. Chris. You know, Benji, I just want to add something to that. It is ironic how, uh, as human beings, we tend to focus on the physical, you know, because when you look at human beings, we are, you know, there are four entities, right? According to to the divine principle, there is spirit, uh, there is um, uh, spirit self. The physical self, but you know, the spirit self has what? You know, spirit mind, and spirit body, and then the physical self has a physical mind and physical body. So four entities. Out of those four entities, only one entity is really physically physical. That's the physical body. Hmm. Everything else is spiritual. So three entities are spiritual. So we are basically really spiritual beings. So why do we focus on the physical more than we do the spiritual? Mm. You know, that's something that we need to think about. You know? So when we focus more on the physical, we look at things physically. We look at our spouse externally. We look at the blessing externally. We look at God, true parents externally. Our relationship, so everything is external. We give more value to the external, then we miss the point of God's ideal of creation. Mm. So what we, we are trying to do in our lives is to fulfill the ideal of the creation. And for me to fulfill the ideal of the creation, I have to tap into the eternal, eternal aspect of my life. The physical is to allow me to fulfill that spiritual aspect. If I think that what I need to do is only fulfill the physical aspect, then I have missed the point. Hmm. Yeah. Amen, brother. So on spirituality, this is actually the first podcast episode we did was about spirituality and spirit world. So be sure to check out the first episode as well as this one. Tomomi, can you close us with any words, anything you want to share? Well, first of all, you mentioned in the beginning in terms of uh, finding your one there's no predestination mm. it was i mean i was so surprised mm. but at the same time um i feel that i came to realize this is more individual my 
responsibility to have a light motivation, pure motivation, you say, pure motivation, pure heart. And if I can prepare that kind of mindset, God really works through this process. God's really together with us for the matching process for the future blessing. So um, it was surprising. <laughs> you said that there's no yeah, specific person, but at the same time, I feel that uh, I should prepare how I can prepare myself more internally. So yeah, good conversation. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Tomomi. <clears throat> really appreciate you sharing that. And being here with us. Uh, thank you, Tomomi. Thank you. So for everyone listening, if you would like to, let's say, take an action, we're not just talking about hypotheticals here. We're here to help you actually take action, get the snowball running. If you want to establish um, the best possible, let's say, pure, pure mind, pure heart, you can check out highnoon.org, join one of the programs. If you would like to really actually go through the matching process and not just sit on your hands anymore, then feel free to join the MatchNet program. You can go to matchnet.us and that's where you can actually join the community there. We've got some exciting things going to be happening soon for MatchNet. And also, if you would like to ask us a question on this podcast or a topic recommendation, you can ask us to do that. Go to matchnet.us slash podcast and we will get to your question. Okay. All right. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for joining us. God bless. We love you. Thank you. Thank you.